Hey everyone, I need to say a couple things before we get into this week's episode. Firstly, we recorded this show on March 15th, 2020. Because of how quickly things are moving during this COVID-19 pandemic, there are liable to be things that are outdated by the time that you listen to it. Please keep that in mind so you don't have to send us emails, tweets, or DMs or anything correcting us on that matter. So please just keep that in mind. Secondly, we will not have a main sponsor for this episode. It just doesn't seem right to do so for the topic that we'll mainly be talking about. If you would like to financially support the show during this time, please check out our website, unitedwedrink.com, and check out our sponsors page, or buy a shirt, button, sticker, or something from our online store, unitedwedrink.com slash store. We got some cool stuff up there. Uh, anything that you can do is greatly appreciated. It'll go towards the hosting of the episodes, our website, uh, and everything like that. Now, enjoy the show. The opinions and statements in this podcast do not represent those of the hosts, employers, co-workers, family, or imaginary friends. Now enjoy the show. Happy hour? More like amateur hour. Welcome to United We Drink. Welcome to a special hot mic slash social distancing episode of United We Drink right here on unitedwedrink.com, Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and wherever white guys have conversations on the internet. My name is Joel Codner. I'm an award-winning brewer who, for some fucking reason, needs written consent to brew beer. I am joined by my two friends, colleagues, and co-hosts. First up is a man whose beer festival drinking glove itself may actually be patient zero. It's Phil Palmisano. I cannot confirm or deny that statement. It was probably manufactured in Wuhan. More than likely. Test is still pending. And of course, I can't leave out our other co-host, co-host, a man who photographs women under bridges and will now struggle to appropriately put that comment in context. Here's Mike Urevich. Uh, yeah... You could check my Instagram page, but it was a story, so it's gone by now. So, gentlemen, are we drinking anything? Did we have uh, the ability to get to the store? What what do we have in our glass tonight? I'm currently finishing a fancy papers, and while we were going through multiple computer issues, polished off a Florida man, and I got a wild basin on deck. I am two-thirds of the way through a 750 of Boulevard 30th Anniversary Ale, a barrel-aged blend of probably about 20 different beers at 12.5%. So anyone who says, I can't drink a 750, this episode will be proof that you can. (laughs) I also had a shot of Powers Irish Whiskey while Phil had his most recent uh, uh, issues. I... And pouring myself a Cigar City Brewing Patio Tools, a beer I'm very excited to have back. I don't remember the last time I had one. Nice dry Irish stout. I just drank an entire You Should Smile More double dry hop double IPA uh, made by the talented ladies at Cigar City in collaboration with the Pink Boot Society. 
and uh, we're just going to keep drinking because uh, it's about all we can do at this point. So I totally uh, forgot to buy a four pack of patio tools, and now I'm pissed. I didn't even know that I did you have did it that. on draft, and it was amazing. And I was so happy to have that beer back. That it, it reminded me of how much I loved that beer when it originally came out. Uh, is it's it killer. those nitro cans, or is it a widget? No, no? CO2. it's CO2. It, oh, okay. Yeah, and it was on CO2 in the uh, tasting room this past week. Oh, okay. Your and, uh, background is has the blur. There you go. Yeah, I like great that. fucking can. That's slick. I yeah. like the can. It's a riveting podcast material. Yes, you know. <laughs> We're getting really good at uh, not showing anything. At some point in time, we probably should record with live video, but then everyone else would have to sit through our hour-long-ish computer problems. Yeah, we could do like meetups like uh, the Google Hangout or whatever stuff like uh, the Fervent Few do. They did one of those uh, today. As they're all socially distancing themselves, you know, a little more than what they uh, normally are. So we're just going to wing it here. We're going to talk some shit. We're going to talk about what's going on. Gentlemen, are we prepared for what's happening? Where are we at with work, family, Phil? Is is there anything going on? Is is there? Uh, Some shit in the news. I don't know. As on a personal level, as prepared as I think I can be. Toilet paper, this, check. Yeah, toilet toilet paper, I'm good on. Um, I also have uh paper towel rolls, uh, which are two rolls of toilet paper technically, and I have beer. Um, I have food, and I think I'm good to go. Luckily, luckily for us, uh, we went to Trader Joe's last week and spent uh quite a deal of money on a lot of just random stuff uh, as we normally do when we're going to Trader Joe's. We try to make that a once a month stop. And uh, also the previous week before I accidentally just bought extra toilet paper instead of paper towels. Uh, so we're pretty, pretty good on, on that. I still don't understand why that's a thing. Bottled water. The utilities still work. We haven't lost power. None of the, Water stations have gone out. I I don't understand that. Well, it seems like Florida's being Florida and preparing the way we do for hurricanes. And I thought things were a little bit weird when I started to see all of the water get hoarded because this is not any sort of communicable you know disease through the water lines or our food supply. I mean, this is surface contact. This is bacteria and germs virus on surfaces uh amazingly enough really uh survivable on stainless steel which is crazy so uh breweries hopefully cleaning the shit out of everything um and uh as of right now it seems like we had a bit of a spurt starting the weekend as far as people just coming out you know i think schools got closed businesses got closed uh, major events getting closed. All sports are basically done with at this point. So I think people need to just get out, drink, relax a little bit. We were pretty busy Friday night and steady Saturday. As far as I can tell, I was not in work today, but Sunday, pretty dead. I think uh, people might be starting to hunker down a little bit. I guess it should be noted that we are recording on a Sunday. Uh, we normally release on a Thursday. Yeah, um, I... would I popped by a Publix today, and it honestly, it wasn't that much worse than a standard Sunday. 
Um, I have seen, I, I stopped by a local liquor store just to sort of say hi and sort of see what was going on. And, you know, they said that business has been relatively busy for the staples and, and I was checking for one brand in particular and they're cooler and, uh, happy to say that both are happy or sad to say that both were sold out, uh, between the publics and the independent. Um, so hopefully we can get that fixed. Um, but you know, everything, the liquor store owner basically told me everybody's buying the staples. So the handles of bourbon, the handles of vodka and, the way he looked at it was this is an opportunity once i once i sell out of the inventory that i have even if i because i'm so small i don't know if i'll be able to pull rank on some of the larger retailers but i should be able to expose somebody to something new and that's when he slid me the um nick offerman scotch bottle at 120 dollars a pop and i was like yeah Fuck. i'm good right now <laughs> <laughs> And um, as far as our respective breweries, what's the word on open, closed, plans for, you know, any contingencies? Well, I'll, I'll tell you about my personal life because I didn't get a chance to chime in there at all. Uh, <laughs> well, please do. <laughs> Are you bitter? Maybe a little. Uh, <laughs> def- definitely a little inebriated at this point. Uh, it's weird. I mean, my, our, our family is, is good right now. Um, my fiance is fine. I am good. Our folks are good. Um, it's just, it, it's weird. Um, I, I went out yesterday and you can call me an asshole all you want, but I don't give a fuck. Um, I, my, my fiance has been working like crazy uh, for her business to uh, continue staying in business because they create a sanitizer or I'm sorry, a disinfectant. Uh, So I didn't want to be sitting at home by myself all day. And I wanted to go out and shoot some, uh, shoot some photos. So I went out, walked around uh, a, a normally busy downtown area of Lake Worth, Florida and it was it was okay out. A uh, couple of the, the the big spots were busy. One in particular was dead, uh, and it was really surprising to see. Uh, but like I'm, I'm I'm stocked well. We're we're good. I I think it's. And then as for the brewery, I'm going into work tomorrow. As far as I know, uh, that's that's we're just taking it kind of one day at a time, and uh. Yeah, just that's what I'm doing there and that. Yeah, I think uh, we're looking at it the same way. We're looking at um, day-to-day updates. Uh, honestly, probably probably a little bit more than that, just depending on what local governments are doing. But um, I, I really do believe the next week or two is going to be telling for this industry. What about you, Joel? Well, as far as... Uh... I know, and, and I'm not the one who makes final decisions. We are open for business. We were today. It was pretty dead uh, from what I'm told. Um, and I'm honestly hoping that we shut it down. Uh, I, I hate to say it because 
We are a brew pub. We are a restaurant that makes beer, and we are reliant on taproom sales to keep us going. But, you know, for me, I'm, I'm taking it very seriously. I, I haven't been overreacting since day one, and, and, you know, I'm kind of one of those people that, I don't know, maybe doesn't necessarily take the hurricane too seriously until it's almost here, but... You know, this one I've been I've been kind of keeping an eye on, and I've been staying away from mainstream media. I've been trying to listen to a lot of podcasts and scientists and uh, epidemiologists, immunologists, people who are true experts on the subject, and listening to very long, thoughtful conversations on the topic instead of you know little sound bites in the national press. So um, it's it's scary to me, and I. I had a little sore throat today and I started getting anxiety like Jesus Christ like like it was it was honestly worrying. And uh you know this is the Hot Mics episode and uh you know we are kind of flying by the seat of our pants so I will give you a little breaking news here. CDC now recommends the cancellation or postponement of all events with 50 people or more for the next 8 weeks. So, I'll ask again gentlemen. What are we drinking? I mean, Wild basin. <laughs> oh God, um, that's um. I mean, that's pretty much business. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, to to state something like that, that and you know, it I, just, I was it feels I was like about to chime down. in as you were saying that because when it comes to hurricane shenanigans, I fucking hate that shit, and it it gets me more anxious than anything that uh, I've ever truly dealt with in my life. I've, I've had panic attacks during hurricane uh, preparations uh, before and uh, like uh, CBD like is like the thing that helps me get through a lot of that. I honestly like going into this was a little more calm but I'm now seeing over the last like 24 hours that it's uh it's something to be taken a little more seriously. Luckily, I'm I'm not getting myself uh, worked up too much uh, to that extent. But uh, as 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 I am to hurricanes. But yeah, this is a a real deal thing. Well, the thing for me with the hurricanes is this: when they're formed and they're out in the ocean and they're weak. You know, there, there's news and there's preparation and there's warnings and everything like that. And then it gets closer and, you know, there's the cone of error and we don't know exactly where it's going to hit. It could be us. It could be hundreds of miles away. We don't know. And in that particular case, it does feel a little bit like media hype. Just like I'm not a conspiracy guy. I'm not I'm not one of these people who thinks like, the, the you know, the media, this and that. But. I feel like I would just take it a little more seriously if they were not accepting advertising from, you know, bottled water companies and Home Depot and Energizer batteries and energy slash gas companies. I just feel like if, if we were getting our hurricane news from some sort of independent source, that it, it would be a little bit more legitimate to me. But... This thing is not a fucking hurricane. It is silent and deadly, and we don't know where it will strike. We know it's among us. Um, I have a friend who works for a hospital 
that I can't say where, but uh, she basically told us they knew of a confirmed case within their hospital and were not telling anyone. So that's scary shit. I think there's a lot more cases out there than we know of. I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. And I think the best thing we can do right now is stay the fuck away from each other. Luckily, we do this all over Skype. <laughs> I I would mouth kiss all three of you, or two of you. Um, three being the dog. Um, <laughs> I, I, I This is... Mike and I were talking in between one of the issues. I, as scary as it is, I mean, this is for at, at least for the near future. This is the new normal, right? This is at least for the next month ish. This is our communication. This is how we're going to interact with people. Um, hopefully, you know, when you look at like the CDC saying fifty people or less. Think about your local grocery store and how many people they're staffing. At that point in time, they're only allowing a handful of people into the location per, like, turn. And you almost have to have a doorman to sit there and say, all right, you're in, you're out, you're in, you're out, you're in, right. you're out. Um, so, and again, I went to a grocery store today, and it, it wasn't that bad. And actually, everybody was really polite. Nobody was freaking out. The people in general, like the consumers, were a little me, but the employees were fantastic. And, you know, everybody was, you know, how are you doing today? Um, it made me feel really comfortable. It actually made me um, appreciate what we have down here in the southeast with the specific grocer. But um, this is... This is odd, and and now we look at our industry and and taking this into the beverage industry. So after going to a grocer today and looking at how business is drastically changing, and now looking at, uh, and we talk about the own premise a lot with bars and uh, tasting rooms, and and now retail, all three aspects we've talked about in the past. Where do you guys really see this impacting negatively, positively? Uh, because I think that there is some positive to come out of this situation. And and how can we make this, how can we suggest to make this better across the board? Well, what I would say negatively is that it's going to be a huge hit to every brewery who is planning any sort of event, any sort of um anniversary we know friends that have been affected have postponed or canceled their events uh it's industry-wide uh you know this is not something that is just local to florida this is not one of those things where it's just florida breweries shutting down for the hurricane and offering everybody water i mean this is nationwide now uh, top to bottom so it's really unfortunate i'm hoping that somehow we're all able to make it through this uh and and come out still in business um but one positive i will take from it is that you're starting to see a lot of breweries implementing online ordering to go systems where you know they've set up websites they've set up or or worked with some other vendor who are are able to get their beer in you know this online ordering system and you can order for you know to go pick up whatever it is and hopefully breweries will continue to keep that going after this is over. 
Yeah, that is a great implementation and hopefully something that can continue on. Uh, like what you were just saying there, Joel, I, I didn't want to interrupt, but like you said, this this impacts breweries um, that have events like this impacts breweries, period. Like ev every brewery, winery, distillery, uh, practically any. Yeah. Like anyone who makes something is is going to be impacted the ones who have uh, an on-premise of their own are going to be impacted even further because of their tasting rooms their uh brew pubs restaurants uh tap rooms etc i mean even i i belong to like a few like distillery mailing lists and today i got an email from makers mark about like how oh we're not we're not doing any tours at the at the distillery anymore we're very sorry about that and like and that's that's a gift shop and a distillery tour for a major producer of bourbon and like everyone's going to be impacted by this uh, like restaurants are going to be uh probably probably even more so, like definitely more so than even our segment of breweries because there's way more restaurants than there are breweries in this country and you have tipped employees uh, and this this brings back up the conversation of the whole tipping system in our country uh that i'm sure we could dive into as well if we wanted to but like now you're gonna have a whole bunch of people who make jack shit for an hourly wage and rely totally on tips and if their restaurant decides to be to be good and and say like you know what we're not going to risk anyone's health uh, we're closing that's it's commendable it's a great thing but all of their employees are now fucking high and dry um uh and that makes it ridiculously difficult i think on you're a gonna scale see the... that I, I i i don't think we've ever seen it i agree and and i think we're gonna see a rise in if we haven't already in instacart Postmates, Uber Eats, um, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and I'm happy to hear that some breweries, again, we're beverage-based as a podcast, but I'm happy to hear some breweries are able to sort of get in there. I'd like to see state law change uh, so that breweries can sell through these organizations on a pretty regular basis. In addition to that, it would be really nice to be able to get um, the ability to order groceries and beer and wine at the same time. And I know that some of the systems have sort of worked that way. Like when I order Instant Cart uh, from, or when I order Costco from Instant Cart, um, I now have the option of ordering liquor at the same time. And that's fantastic. And that allows you, there's less points of touching when you're going out into the market, specifically in individual. But at the same time, it goes back to tipping. Instant Cart's huge right now. They're they're asking for a ten percent standardized tip. I listen. If somebody's willing to go out and grab me groceries, uh, at fight literally what's going on. And really, this might be the only way to handle grocery for the time being, based off of if what the CDC has just released as we're recording this becomes live. Um, now that said, I I mean. I don't know. I, I don't know. 
there's so much like give and take on this because like you 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 were saying like using instacart that uh if you can take one less step out of that one less set of hands off it but honestly you're adding one more set of hands onto the whole thing and how do we know that the the people like i i hate to play like sound tinfoil conspiracy theorist but like just that is an extra set of hands uh no it, it, it's items. devil's advocate completely but i and it's good because when you do have somebody doing the shopping for you you're relying on an, another individual to pick yes. that product up for you yeah um, i know at the, at the assuming brewery, people are tested and and healthy then that's fine and and i trust the safety um what's the implementation or uh, how is that impl- implemented within those companies yeah and for companies like that who are so ridiculously spread out um it, it you're going on their word like they're saying like hey all of uh, all of you people who go in and do the shopping make sure that you're sanitizing your carts make sure you're sanitizing your your cars and and all of that and it's we're hoping that those people are going to follow through on that and they're not just like overwhelmed by this all themselves and they're just like i need to make these extra bucks by doing this and that they're not skimping on anything that because maybe like maybe they don't they can't find any sanitizer uh while the person that they're shopping for is also looking for for that as well like it's it's there's a whole lot going on uh, when we think about this and for me you know being the cynic and thinking the worst in humanity as i often do i've honestly been pleasantly surprised that i've gone to gas stations and not seen the purell dispenser ripped off the post or you know like i can't imagine someone didn't just walk into Publix and grab the thing of wipes and haul ass out of there you know for people who don't live in florida and have dealt with hurricane situations before the the gas stations are enough to give you a panic attack i have not seen that at all down here i was like, gonna say no one I seems got, to care about the, <laughs> their gas i got gas today and people are like oh we still have power we still have running water Psh, awesome and and and, and it's that, cheap gas at that too yeah exactly i just filled up for 208 the other day more reason uh, to stock up for my generator, even though I'm not going to need it because we're not going to run out of electricity. Knock on wood. It, that that brings me back to just being so it's so mind boggling. The things that are being chosen to to be the hoarding items like like tissues and toilet paper. Uh, like I, I, I was told that uh, we we had a, a family member make us uh tostadas for dinner tonight and it was with like a faux meat and we have some some vegetarians in our family but i just they said that oh it wasn't chosen by that there was actually no meat at Publix. like no meat at like fuck kudos to those guys when i went there was actual meat in the actual box Someone was standing out in the aisle telling people how they could cook unusual cuts of meat. And literally there was a woman getting crock pot recipes from some from an employee at Publix 
literally saying like, hey, if you put this in the crock pot for X amount of time with this and this and this, it's going to taste great. And That's I awful. know it looks weird, but I, it's going to be fine. And then, you know, somebody else was talking and they were like, oh, you can make bone broth out of this and that's great for you and it's super healthy and take the meat off of it. I I cannot tell you how happy it made me feel. And I like researching odd cuts of meat, but to see somebody standing in the aisle and actually doing that and taking the time to describe that, that fantastic. You talk about A-plus customer yeah. service. I, that, I think that that's fantastic and that... It's people like that that will help us as a society get through things like this um, because, I mean, sh they're obviously putting their own health at risk to help others. Uh, and, and I know that people are constantly saying, if you want to help others, stay home right now. And uh, th there's a person like that who, like, is defying that and like no i i'm i can help people by going into work and by telling people how they can use these unusual cuts of meat to make something that is filling and delicious and will get them through uh, i mean the commendations go to people like that well it seems like everyone's creativity is starting to flourish as you see certain things online. Like I saw one guy who was saying, Hey, tweet me what shit you have in your liquor cabinet and I'll tell you what cocktail to make. Um, and I'm sure we're going to be seeing that as far as recipes go. I, I think there should always be some sort of website that just you punch in, Hey, I've got fucking linguine and this and that, you know, what can I make tonight? And it just, populates recipes for you and shit like that personally i'm sitting on enough fucking pasta to never lose weight again so um I'm sure i'll get sick of it but uh dude it's it's going to be an interesting time to see how we get through this what comes out of it. you know p people are passing around this fucking viral tweet about like shakespeare was quarantined during the plague and wrote king lear some bullshit i don't know yeah other people are saying yeah most people are just going to masturbate uh, Pornhub is <laughs> providing free. Pornhub is providing free premium to everyone in Italy right now. So, um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know what, dude? One of the simplest, most delicious pasta dishes is that uh, that chef pasta from that Fuck movie. Yeah. The sh from a uh, chef, uh, chef show, chef movie. John Favreau, Roy Choi. Shout out to. Uh, those awesome people like that is one of the most basic pasta dishes and one of the most delicious pasta dishes. And all you need is spaghetti, water, garlic, Parmesan, red pepper flake and parsley. And you can even skip the parsley for for all you need. Five ingredients, basic things, cheap as fuck. And I could eat that probably every day. I'll go to sleep probably an hour after I eat it because it's so dense and so filling, but you'll also have leftovers for a day and a half as well. <laughs> I can tell you that it's not the best time in the world. I I literally had it circled on my calendar. I'm starting a detox diet this week and um yeah. 
Uh, luckily, all the healthy tonight. foods were still there at Publix. Um, you know, the the simple stuff was not. Um, but I was able to pick up some really and solid anti-inflammatory foods um, to sort of run through. For Tons of turmeric or two. Lots of turmeric, uh, bone broth, <laughs> uh, vegetables, not processed garbage. Sadly, no alcohol. So taking a taking a few weeks off. And let me just say, and this should probably be a disclaimer at the beginning of the show, but, you know, we're, we're truly not trying to make light of anything. And if we are being humorous, it's because that's how you kind of have to deal with shit like this. And believe and me, I'm looking to the show <laughs> and I am definitely looking forward to not having my wife try to tell me to go to the gym for the next several weeks. All that said, tying it back to the beverage industry, how, how do we get out of here? Like, how do we how do we make business better, in your opinions? I I'm not I'm not really sure. Like, I I wish that I could uh, pontificate on some great way that I think that we can grow from here. But this is something that I've never seen in my lifetime, and I I would like to assume that none of us have. Um. I I do think that unfortunately businesses are going to close, whether they be restaurants, whether they be uh, beverage manufacturers, and that's fucking sad. And and I have to think about that myself as uh, a person who works for a small brewery. Like, what if my my brewery that I work for closes because of something like this? What if they end up closing, like shutting down business temporarily? Uh, sometime this week and like over the next two weeks they can't sustain it and like it's it's a scary thought to think how do we advance from that I don't know because I'm I'm kind of living my life a couple weeks at a time so uh, it, it's hard to think past that and as of this recording in the past several days We've seen breweries and restaurants and other businesses we know playing it by ear and sort of adjusting to the news and the changes as they're happening. So you know, the past couple of days, everybody having these different posts online saying, here's what we're doing to combat the virus. You know, we're, we're scrubbing this, we're cleaning that, implementing all these extra cleaning procedures and and you know, being very vigilant and some really great posts from people uh, we know, different breweries saying, you know, we're happy to space you out if you don't want to sit too close to somebody or maybe everyone's only going to be on the patio. But now we're facing a situation, you know, as of right now where a lot of places simply just can't be open for business. And that's scary. And we don't know how the entire country is going to adapt to this because it's not just the beverage industry. It's restaurants, grocery stores, gas stations. I mean, anywhere you go, anywhere you pull a door handle is going to have to make some sort of adjustment to deal with this. Um, And it's scary. It feels like we're a bit behind the curve on this one and a little bit unprepared or at least not as prepared as others or as efficient. So it's 
it, it's going to be really interesting, and I use that term loosely uh, as far as what's going to happen. I mean, by the time this drops on Thursday, who the hell knows where we're going to be? I mean, things are changing so rapidly. Uh, we, we're seeing certain countries like Italy where it's it's just an a absolute, not even a pandemic, an epidemic. Uh, cases doubling in 72 hours, numbers increasing at staggering rates. Uh, you know, I'm hoping that we can come out of this, you know, and survive as, as we always seem to do as a country, but it seems like some people just aren't taking it as seriously as others. You know, we, we have this mentality as a country that we're free. We have, you know, our open borders between states. We can come and go as we please. And it's, it's a very foreign concept to a lot of people to be told, stay home, don't go anywhere, don't do anything. Because a lot of people have that mentality, like, fuck you, it's a free country, I'll do whatever I want. And that's scary, because they're endangering themselves and they're endangering others. So let's look at a handful of positives here. One, government, and we, we're not going to talk politics on this podcast, but at least it's in the discussion and it looks like there's some stuff in there where, you know, unpaid sick leave is available, et cetera, et cetera. When you look at businesses and how businesses are being impacted, um, I, I honestly, I mean, as an industry, we've seen a shift of on-premise versus off-premise business for the most part, um, you know, draft lines aren't expanding. They're not growing. But when it comes to the on-premise side, we are going to see some struggles. We are going to see some challenges in that. I, I, I'm, this is the weirdest feeling in the world to me right now. Like, because I, I'm going to just straight up open up about this. Like, I, there's this weird feeling of dread, but at the same time, like it, I'm fine with it. I, I don't know why, like, but like I know that my, my, my closest people, my, my family, my friends are okay as of right now. And, uh, I, like I said before, call me an asshole, but like, I, I'm, I'm, caring about those closest to me. I want to, like, I, I, I try to want to be one of those people who is thinking about the, the whole, uh, but like, and I decided that today too, like, no, no more, no more going out, no more going and seeing stuff and hanging out and, and stuff like that. I've understood that, but this is, this is a weird fucking thing for me. Uh, the, the hurricanes, you can see that cone of uncertainty and you can see the, the, the stuff hanging off the coast and those graphs. This, you don't, you, you don't see that. You, you can kind of go to the CDC and you can see the, the graphs uh, on there. But I don't think that that imparts as much urgency into us as it should. I'm not saying that that's at the fault of the CDC. I'm just say, thinking that that's the way we are, is that graphs and reading and articles are just not a thing that a lot of people care for right now. Like it's 
we've had discussions like this in uh, the beer writing industry of uh, people who who write about beer having hard times finding actually outlets to write beer be about beer because they can't get paid for it. Uh, and who wants to write for something that they don't get paid for besides me? Um, <laughs> um, but like, luckily you have outlets like good beer hunting. I like, I know that they get shit on all the fucking time, but Brian Roth is one of the best writers about beer in this entire fucking industry. And I will go to the grave on that. And I love that we have someone like Brian, uh, writing about us. But like there's tons of other people who can't get anything to write about. And that like it I, I feel like I've thrown myself into a weird loop to where I can't figure out where I even started off on. I, I think we all are hitting. It's that just such tonight. a confusing fucking time. Yeah, it like, really is. I, I don't know what to do. And I, all I can think is now isolate make sure that my my kin and my best of friends are are cool and like i love that we can have the ability to create a podcast and laugh and because truly like i i know it's been said before but laughter is the greatest therapy like like laughing does truly make things a little bit more bearable and better so i love that i can do this stuff with you guys but uh, it's hard to see positives when it's also difficult to comprehend the negatives in such a massive way. We're just faced with so much uncertainty and dealing with something that we've never faced before. So there's just so many things left up in the air. I'm seeing friends online losing their jobs already, or at the very least kind of being on furlough or on hiatus until things turn around um it's a very scary moment for so many people we know in the service industry uh ourselves included and i just i can't imagine you know during all of this you know if, if you're told you can't go out for two months i mean are they really gonna evict you from your home i i, I don't know like you know for not paying rent or or, or mortgage there's going to have to be so much adjustment, so much uh, – I don't even know how to describe it. I mean we're going to have to rethink the way we do so many things and it's challenging. And I would like to think that we'll come out on top because we always have, but it's still a scary time. And I worry about – so many friends in the industry, so many people we know, you guys included. Um, I don't know, man. I, I'm i hoping for the best. I'm hoping we can flatten the curve, as they say. But there are a lot of people who are not taking this seriously enough. That's the – but you just said it. So where, where does the curve flatten? So um, are we doing enough as a nation and, and the three of us are not going to solve that problem because none of us are that intelligent. Um, or maybe <laughs> we are, who knows? I don't, Speak for I don't yourself. <laughs> but at the end of the day, where do we plateau? Do we plateau faster than a country in the past? Like China, China's already plateaued to a degree. 
So now we're starting to see, you know, China after about a month and a half, two months reported, and I'm using air quotes on that, starting to go down. So, you know, how long are we riding this wave? How long do we really have to stay out um, of the actual market? I this is going to be fun to follow. Um, and, and by fun, I mean nervous and scary all at the same time. And, and, and we're not trying to entice anything or whatever. We're honestly, we're being real. And obviously when we recorded or when we recorded a few weeks ago or a week ago and said, Hey, we're just going to go hot mics. None of us had any idea that this was going to be the topic tonight. Oh, we all expected to share, horror stories and and the funniest stories from our our careers we actually sort of had it planned but we you know hey we were gonna go off the cusp and be good or off the cuff not cusp we're in the situation today and and honestly it, it made the most sense obviously no news just sort of hot mic talk i think yeah we're gonna we're gonna make through um you know, I I think we're in a social industry, and and I think that the hardest part about making it through social distancing is the lack of social ability to share a beer with somebody um, outside of your house. So you know, I I challenge you to stand in your backyard, thirty feet away from your neighbor that you may or may not like, raise a can of preferable highlight. And say, um, <laughs> can't believe we didn't say <laughs> seltzer. <laughs> I would, or but sure, go for a seltzer. Um, and just say, you know, hey man, how's your day going on? And and literally, like, make that connection because it, interaction. It, we already interact little, much less than what we did when we were children. I mean, think about our kids. Think about the youthful generation, how they only interact online. Now's the time to be 30 to 50 feet away from your neighbor and say, hey, man, how's your day going? How are you hanging? Like, be nice to people. Like, we talk about that, too, a lot on this podcast. Like, everybody's scared to a degree. Yeah. I, I Now that I have this dog who I talk to, uh, like he's a human being, like he can fucking res- respond to me. But like we meet people at, at the dog park uh, who, and there's one guy in particular who we see every single day because our dogs are at the park together every single day. And he's very worried about this because he's an over 60 year old guy. And, but you know what? Like, like, the fact that he comes to he still comes to the dog park every day. He talks with us. Um, our dogs have a great time together. Like I, I'm glad that he uh, he gets to have an outlet that he can bitch about like what's going on because he's he's so upset about this and he uh, because he is a target demographic of, of of who can be influenced here, but that he can. He can feel at ease with uh with us and like it's it's a great feeling to be able to do something like that be therapeutic just as an ear for someone else and 
I, I know that we say the social distancing thing while social media is still a thing that exists, that is all digital and online, that's, that, that doesn't stop. And you are seeing so many posts on social media about social distancing. And it's like you are on this thing talking to thousands and millions of people about not going out and seeing tens and hundreds of people it it's kind of funny that that we look at it that way like there there's always going to be social aspects that we can communicate with i can talk to you guys via text via our slack channels via telephone if who uses phone uh but like i can contact the people who i care about the most and and if I'm feeling cabin fever or anxiety, uh, I, I know who are the people that I can contact immediately and who are going to uh, speak to me. Uh, and for the aspects of just weird conversation, I have Twitter that I can just go on and I can respond to someone saying something about something uh, and just look at other people talking and I won't ever really like I I don't try to start up conversations, but uh, like because they become they become too busy. Joel's a master at uh, starting up conversations on Twitter, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, (laughs) whether positive or negative. But luckily, we do have those things that are still available to us. Like this isn't hurricane. We we haven't lost power. We haven't lost our or cell towers or anything like that. Like I can still charge my phone. I can still look at Twitter. I can still look at Instagram. I'm more attuned to looking at Instagram right now because right now I hate looking at people talking uh, when something like this is going on because I just want to deal with it at my own pace. And I'd rather look at pretty pictures of things, of people's dogs, of landscapes, of houses, beers, and things like that call me silly call me ridiculous call me out of touch but uh, and and also as a person who writes and puts things into words like i would rather not uh read all that though at the same time there's a great article that i saw on the washington post that talks about the different uh uh ways of of spreading disease and it is different for every person who goes and reads it because they have these little uh, just scenarios uh, that are built out and you can watch how disease can spread in the little bell curve of things. Uh, I highly recommend reading that. That was one of the the craziest and coolest things that I've read in a long time uh, and with the little interactive charts on it that they even say at the end, Go refresh this page. It'll be different uh, for you the next time. I I thought that that was awesome. And I know this may come out wrong, but I feel like maybe this is sort of the reset that we need. Um, Maybe this will will get us to talk to each other a little bit more, even though we can't get too close to each other. But uh, being there for each other, being more supportive of our fellow Americans, uh, our local community, um, it's going to be a huge test. Supportive of our fellow humans. <clears throat> right, right. And um, I don't know, man. It's, it's you know, they say may you live in interesting times. I'd rather not. But uh, w- what's very strange for me is 
I don't think I'm more at ease than when everyone else is panicking. Like, I deal with social anxiety, stress, shit like that, and not that I want everybody panicking, but it just feels like it's almost like a relief that, you know, you worry, worry, worry that something's going to happen. And now something's happening and it's like, oh, fuck, finally, it's here. It's like, are you so like now everyone's on my level? Like, from no a social anxiety standpoint. No, not like that. It's just you know, it's kind of like the guy who constantly worries that his wife is cheating and then he finally catches her in bed and he's relieved, you know, that, you know, she's in bed with somebody else. You know, like his his worst fears have been realized and everything's fine now. Uh, it's probably not coming out right. I'm probably not explaining it the best, but um, <laughs> Phil's shaking his head no. <laughs> but um, I don't know. It's, it's fucking crazy, man. And it's going to be very interesting to see how things develop over the next few days by the time this podcast drops. And uh, I'm hopeful we are all safe and sound and and hopefully still collecting a paycheck and maintaining and and keeping it going well i think you brought up a really good point and you know one thing to call note too is teledoc is available for most insurance providers um if if you do have health insurance please don't sleep on your mental health appointments most doctors are able to call you in via Skype, very similar to how the three of us are talking to each other tonight. Um, Hopefully a little reliable, more reliable uh, connection. Yeah, I'm blaming everyone that is on the internet with my (laughs) Wi-Fi connection uh, right now. But yes, you know, it it is a little bit more reliable. You do still get to talk to your doctor um, or your medical professional. Um, There's, you know, therapy sessions that you can attend online as well. Uh, really, these are all things that are really, really important. Even while social social distancing is going on, it, we're lucky to be alive in a time with technology, and we're lucky to be alive with all of these other things. Shit, nobody could do grocery delivery three years ago, four years ago, you know, give or take. Like, it just wasn't a thing. Like, think about that. Like, if we're going to go through this, this is a great time to go through this. As shitty as that sounds. And I'm hopeful that the good old American ingenuity will prevail and we will come up with ways to stay in business, stay alive. Um, yeah, you know, As we mentioned earlier, lots of breweries going toward online ordering systems. Uh, simply just going online and ordering a brewery gift card may help keep them going um, in the meantime. So... Uh, let's just try to keep supporting each other and keep coming up with ways to uh, keep things interesting. I'm noting, noticing some of my uh, favorite comedians are switching to an online format where, you know, while they're active on social media, they're also starting to just go online on Periscope and things like that and, uh, you know, do some bits on there and, and go live and, and do a little comedy that way. I, I think some of them are moving to a, a Patreon or, or, you know, system like that where, you know, you throw them a few bucks and you get some new content. And, and I think we're going to see some interesting ways of, of monetizing content and, and, and commerce online that, that maybe we could have done before but haven't. So I got a question Find for you Find your hustle, guys. man. Find your hustle. 
What do you think about the idea of, and and I don't know the legality behind it, but what do you think about the idea of like specifically taking orders over a phone? So an employee goes in, doesn't interact with a single human being because you're over the phone or online, and somebody just sits there and fills, you know, maybe it's your six-pack order or your growler order, and it's set up at, you know, pickup facility similar to like an Amazon lockers outside. Um, you know, obviously the lockers would have to be sanitized, but you're still limiting your contact with human interaction. And, you know, it's a way for brewers, liquor stores, retailers, um, even bars that have package licenses to stay open and running. What do you guys think about something like that in a worst case scenario? Uh, the, the the only issue that I have there is that this is a controlled substance and how do you check IDs? Because when you're Ballot. online, it, when you're online, uh, like uh, when, when I've bought beer online, it is from a licensed retailer and uh, I am ID'd when getting said package. And uh, so going through FedEx, UPS, things like that, they have things set in place to be able to take care of that. When you have like these Amazon lockers, like it is in theory a fucking amazing idea. And like I am always thinking about how beer or spirits or wine can go to the next level of connecting with their consumers. Like, and I talked about before in PA with the farmer's markets, how breweries, wineries, distilleries can be at farmer's markets and sell, but they, they have to ID people. Like if there is a, the place to where IDs can be checked and validated for the person who is receiving the goods, I'm all for it. But like, at the end of the day, we make a controlled substance and like we, we got to be able to make sure that that doesn't get into the wrong hands. And like, I, I love where your, where your head's at, Phil. I really do because I am so about getting different options out there. And I love seeing the breweries doing this stuff with the, with the online sales. And I assume that it's just like when someone comes and picks up that they're IDing people. So uh, like that's that's just what I uh that's my only concern with that. So free business advice, use a uh driver's license scan to verify the age of 21. I mean, that can be like but then manipulated don't, but if don't you just steal scan your mom's someone's ID, driver's license. Yeah. I like I, I know that I'm probably being worst case scenario here, but like that's that's just the way that it is. I feel like certain things like that you need to be in person and that the that the person who is delivering said goods needs to be reliable to look at the ID, look up and go, Yep, that's the same person. Uh and and end of transaction. But uh I I really do like where your head's at because I think about that stuff all the time all right gentlemen we've uh, squeezed a lot into an hour here i think we've covered a lot of ground any uh i guess we can get into last calls if you got one uh it feels I feel like, like this whole episode's a last right. call <laughs> <clears throat> well fuck it uh i'll do one if uh, nobody minds 
just want to say that uh, I'm incredibly grateful to receive another Best Florida Beer Award last week in Tampa, um, and I do want to make an apology. I feel like uh, I had a few beers and was ranting a bit online, as I tend to do. Um, <laughs> we, uh, a couple of brewer buddies of mine and I were uh, bar hopping, or brewery hopping rather, around St. Pete, and I was just going from brewery to brewery shitting on things, and uh, realistically, I wasn't actually shitting on those breweries, Um, it was just like, things kept coming, like, I would try something at a brewery, and then I would think of something similar that another brewery was doing that was terrible, and I'd be like shitting all over it, whether it was like extract or fucking uh, not diacetyl testing or whatever, and... Um, I should have been, you know, just focusing more on the positive, uh, cause fucking next day, everybody was like, holy shit, what did you do last night? What the fuck were you ranting about? And I was like, no, everything was actually cool last night. I was just, you know, drinking at this brewery and that brewery and, and was going off a little bit. So, uh, I'm going to try to keep my phone in my pocket from now on when I'm uh, brewery hopping. And, uh, if I don't, I'm going to at least try to, uh, keep it on a more positive note and talk more about the things I'm enjoying. I, I have nothing to uh, rant about. I just thought this whole episode was my uh, last call. <laughs> I, uh, I'm saddened by the end of the XFL. Um, if you followed this podcast, <laughs> you know my love affair with the Vipers. But that said, by the time this podcast drops, Tom Brady could be a Buccaneer. And hey, I don't know if we're going to play next year or not. But hey, I mean, Tom Brady being a Buccaneer, why not? New All CBA. Right. Ryan Tannehill signed a a big deal for the Titans. <laughs> that, all that said, my last call literally is just cheers. And anybody that wants to talk, give me a shout. Yeah. Be safe. All right. Be healthy. Thank you, everybody, for listening, downloading. Uh, fuck, I, this is my first time really kind of taking point on the episode. I don't even <laughs> remember how Mike closes the shit out, so... Uh, Thanks for uh, listening. Everyone gets a chance to uh, promote their own shit. Yes. Phil, Mike, uh, feel free to plug anything, uh, social media, appearances, events, autograph signings. There aren't going to be any appearances and <laughs> autograph signings. I'm pretty sure about that. You can follow me at Dosebeer Egos on Twitter. Um, maybe I'll fire that thing up. Um, and... Uh, P Palmasano seventy seven on Instagram, and you can find me at Phil Palmasano on LinkedIn. And I am Florida D U H Brewer on Instagram and Twitter. I'm sure you already know that because you're listening, and this is a fucking waste of time. But <laughs> at Mike Loves Beer on Twitter, Instagram, uh, and uh, yeah, and uh, go. Go go to our store, unitedwedrink.com slash store. Buy a new yes. shirt. Mike has an I amazing new, new shirt. shirt design available that I need to go get myself. So Hail United We Drink. T-shirts and are it, just reusable toilet paper. Just saying, guys. <laughs> they will be at I some point. I saw that fucking all over Twitter today. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you next time. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
you're taking over the hosting duties. I want Phil to take over the editing duties for this week, <laughs> uh, just so I I'm free and clear this whole week. Right, right. No, just one week would be fucking lovely.